Jesus saw in, in, in the Beatitudes, and one of the things that he was doing, he was walking around teaching, and he was just teaching folks about the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. But the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is talking about God's rule, God's reigning, God's authority, God's power to do that which he wants to do. And that is to show people that we don't have to live the way we was living. We was created to worship our God. We was created to love upon each other. We was created in such a way that we would bring glory upon glory and upon glory for that which he has done in our lives. And so when I, when I look at this and, and when I look at how Jesus felt about the people and how compassion, I mean, compassion says that he has a feeling, a deep abiding feeling that he wanted to share with the folks that says that I want to alleviate your problem. I don't want to fix it. I want to alleviate it forever. So I want to step into your shoes. And see, sometimes we call sympathy compassion, but it's not. So we can have sympathy upon someone that's sitting in a corner with a cup shaking and asking for arms. All we have to do is reach into our pocket and drop a few dollars in there and keep on going and never have a relationship. Christ has called us to have a relationship. How do we know this? Look what the scripture says. Blessed are the poor in spirit. That's what the word says. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Why? Because theirs are the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven is God's rule. The kingdom of heaven is, it says that we need to learn some things now while we're on the earth is to detach from some things. The kingdom of heaven, we must learn the secret of totally dependent upon God. Poor in spirit says that one day we was poor in spirit. You remember that? You didn't, you didn't know who God was, and, and you didn't understand what God was doing, and you didn't know, understand how God was moving. But somehow, praise be to God, that God had enough grace for me and for you. That he opened up our eyes and he drew us to us. And then he showed us some things, how lost we were, <laughs> how empty we were, how bankrupt we were. And we says, oh, precious God, help us. Let Jesus Christ be my Savior. Why? Because I'm poor in spirit. So we had to receive forgiveness. We had to understand it only took divine grace. That's why John uh, 5, uh, 24 says, Most surely I say to you, he hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and shall not come unto judgment, but has passed from death to life, from bankrupt to fullness, from lack to abundance. Why? Because I'm poor in spirit. And in that poor in spirit, in the world that we live in, we see that the whole world is poor in spirit. We see that the whole world is following something that they shouldn't be following. We see the whole world forget how they are bankrupt in a lot of ways. And never ask, oh, precious God, can you meet my need? Oh, precious God, would you allow Jesus Christ to come into my life? Why? Because the kingdom of heaven are theirs. The rule of God. 
the protection of God, the assurance of God, the blessings of God, the guidance of God, and the keeping power of God. Poor in spirit, Lord, I can't solve my own problems. I can't understand the world I'm in, and that's why I need you. Then he says this, if you're poor in spirit then, then he says, blessed are those who mourn, in verse 4, they shall be comforted. Now, this is where I start shouting. <laughs> Here's why. It's simply because, because of my broken heart, because of sin, because I've experienced so much sorrow in the last five months where there is 150,000 people has died from a, a, a COVID-19 thing. We should be mourning as the people of God. We should be down on our knees every night, every opportunity that we can get, crying out to God, oh, precious God, we need your help. We need your help in this situation because you said that we go from death to life if we understand that we need you. The whole world right now need him. But the whole world think a vaccine is going to do the trick. <laughs> The whole world is thinking that we can put on a mask and wash our hands and keep our distance. It's going to slow it down. But we need a cure, Lord. We don't need a fix. We don't need a temporary patch. What we need is a Savior that can move in such a way to, to how you say, it, to ratify this thing, to get rid of it. We should be mourning. The church should be standing together and call sin, sin. The church should be standing together. I don't care white churches, black churches, red churches. I don't care what color church it is. We should all be coming together, linking together and united to say, oh, precious God, we're poor in spirit. Then it gets me that the great reward of being comforted, he says, John 14 says, peace I leave with you and peace I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Now, 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 somebody should just take on to that and just hold on to that. You see, my heart is troubled, Lord, but your word tells me that I need the peace of God. My, my, my heart is troubled, Lord. You need to come in like a flood, Lord, with your peace and the world that we live in to set this thing straight. Here we can't meet in our own buildings because there is no understanding. There is no way that we understand how broken we are and how helpless we are to control some things that we have to revise. We have to have an alternative where we sit on the line because we want to praise you anyway. And so then, if we are mourning, Lord, if my heart is broken, Lord, if I'm grieving, Lord, then it's all due to the sin that man has experienced it in this world. We've got to mourn about this stuff. And then it says this. If I'm poor in spirit, I'm lost, Lord. I'm poor in spirit. I don't have no hope, Lord. I'm poor in spirit because some of us need a Savior, Lord. We should be crying. Even when we have relatives that's in our families that don't know how, don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, we should be saying, Lord, have mercy. Lord, fill them up with grace because that's what God has called us to do is to bring people into the right relationship with Jesus Christ because they're poor in spirit. 
And if we have the right attitude that we're going to mourn about this stuff, which means I'm not feeling too good. That means I'm grieving. That means that I have an attitude that I'm paying attention to what's happening in the world. But God says, wait a minute now. Poor in spirit and mourning, you also need to be meek. Meek says this, I need some power under control. You see, some people believe that meek is weak. So some people think that if I'm meek, then I just let people roll over on me and do nothing about it. But God is saying when you're poor in spirit and God rescues you, and when God hears you mourning and God says that you have humbled yourself, you have, you have, you have let everything go, you have given, you have, let me say it this way, your agenda don't matter anymore. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Your, your, your motives doesn't matter anymore because what's matter is what matters to God, and you are kind of connecting to that. And so that's just what God is calling us all to do. Don't confuse, confuse meek with weakness. It is described that if sin is reigning in your mortal bodies, that you should obey its lust then you're not meek. You're under control of something that's outside of God's kingdom and his rule that's called sin. To have strength, but be tender and humble. To live life in such a way that you're teachable. And being weak and bound down and spineless has nothing to do with a strong man. So we should be provoked. We should be, we should be, we should be stirred. We should be, be, be ready to bring comfort to people. We should be ready to know that we can be teachable, and people need to be teachable right now. We need to know that meekness has the victory in everything that we do. Amen. Amen. I'm going to have to ask, start asking Darren for some amens up in here. That's okay. I can say this is what I can say, and this is where the sermon starts. You see, we can, be, we can be poor in spirit all we want, and we can respond the right way. We can mourn for all of the people that we want, and, and we can be meek and allow them to understand that we are under control. We are disciplined people. But if we don't hunger and thirst for righteousness, God says that this way, they shall be filled. Now, this, this, is, where, this is where we all should be paying attention right now. You see, because hunger and and thirsting for righteousness, Jesus Christ puts it in a metaphor so that we can understand that we don't want to miss no meals. Everybody know what I'm talking about. When we get thirsty, we, we don't want to be thirsty because those things can cause some, some discomfort. Those things can cause uh, us to have less life, but those things can cause us to have not energy. And it's the same thing in the spirit. If we are hungering and thirsting for righteousness and we have lack in those areas, we are weak spiritually if we're not filled. And so God is, what, what are you saying, God? You're saying this, righteousness, if I pursue, what I need to pursue because I'm poor in spirit, Righteousness, I need to pursue it. Why? Because I'm mourning, Lord. I have some grief in my life. Righteousness said, if I'm going to pursue it, Lord, then, then guess what, Lord? I need to learn how to be meek. I need to lay my own stuff down and deny myself some stuff so that I can be what? That I can hunger and thirst for righteousness. 
And if I'm hungry and thirsting for righteousness, he says, I will be fulfilled. Filled how? I'm going to be filled with the Spirit, first of all. That's what I need. I need some power from on high. Filled, filled in, in one way that I'm going to be filled with the wisdom of God. So that I would know how to give an answer to some things that is going on in my world. Feel, feel how, Lord? I'm going to be filled, Lord, because I know that the righteousness of God and the knowledge of God and the Spirit of God brings about some changes and gives some folks some answers who are poor in spirit. God is calling us all. Keep me straight, timekeeper, please. <laughs> because this is, this is what we need to hear today. What do we need to hear that God has called us all by commandment to read the word of God. God has called us to understand that our agendas must change and put the word of God and the, and the spirit of God and the wisdom of God first in our lives. You know why? Because souls are at stake. We need to be filled we need to be hungry for this. We need to be hungry for righteousness, knowing that the power of the Holy Spirit and the knowledge of God that brings about some fruit that we can see. We see it all. Can you imagine that this place would be filled? It's really funny. I, I, I like to see this because the metaphor works that you are sitting on the mountainside. And you're hungering and thirsting for the word of God. You're hungering and thirsting for righteousness. You're hungering and thirsting to hear from your creator who knows what you need. He knows everything about us. Even that when we get a thought from afar off, he already knows what we're going to do with it. Hungering and thirsting for the righteousness. We must read the word of God to know God. And, and I'm going to end right here. You know, the word, according to the scripture, is very profitable, according to 2 Timothy, the third chapter. Why? Because it's the doctrine that we need to live by. It is, it is, it is reproof that we need to have in our lives. It is the correction and instructions that we need for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. It is the faith and the righteousness that we can live by every single day. And so in the famous words of Luther, if we can understand poor in spirit and understand the lostness of the world, we would behave differently. If, if, we, can, if we can understand that, that we should be crying, we should be having grief when we are seeing what's happening in this world. We should be meek enough to be teachable to how we can get in there, not sit on the sideline, but get in there and do something about it. And so when I'm hungering and thirsting for righteousness, this is what a great preacher named Luther said. Do all the good you can. In all the ways you can. At all times that you can. To all people that you can. As long 
as ever as you can. Why? Because we can remember when I was poor in spirit. We, we can remember when we had grief. We can remember when I wasn't humble and wasn't disciplined until I hooked up with Jesus. We, we can remember that we didn't have no guiding light that would, that, would, that would be a lamp for our feet until we met Jesus and, Je and God's word to, to open it up. And that is why our faith it is what it is today. And that's why we come together with black churches and white churches and green churches or whatever color churches that say that we are one people and that we can move this thing forward and we can be the representatives that God has called us to be and that we will bring people into a relationship with Jesus Christ to encourage them, to edify them, and guess what? To educate them, to equip them, so that when we come together on Sunday morning, whether it's 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock or 1030, we will be exalting his holy name. That's what God has called us to do. For God's people, he's the one that's going to hold us back. God's people, he's the one that's going to lead us where we need to go. And I just pray, Father God, I pray, Lord, if someone do not know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior because they're poor in spirit, I ask, oh, Father, if they would be fulfilled. I ask, oh, Heavenly Father, that you would move in such a way that when we are filled and have an abundant life, Lord, we would give you all of the credit. I pray, Lord, that reading your word and, and praying and understanding what we are doing in this world is being represented as ambassadors of you because you called us to this place. And may your people always exalt your holy name. And I just pray this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And amen.